Hello, my name is Wes Dawson, and I would like to welcome you with the entirety of my shrunken black heart to another episode of Gabagool in 8. And I wanted to wish a very happy, if not somewhat belated Thanksgiving to all my brethren and sistren... Uh, I'm not sure the word... Everybody, a happy Thanksgiving, and to my friends south of the border wondering what I'm talking about piggybacking on their holiday, well, the same goes to you in about a month's time. So this week's episode is aptly titled Stupid Young Wes, as I will be recounting tales from my childhood that don't really paint the most complimentary picture of yours truly and I'd like to give this disclaimer that all of these stories are true by the way and I may recount certain tales in a more colorful or flamboyant manner but that does not reduce the integrity or the validity of these stories that is purely for entertainment purposes because when you think about it I'm basically Abe Lincoln in the sense that I can never tell a lie and I am a stone cold fox in a top hat. All right, well, let's get right into it. No pussyfooting around. Three-piece suits. Now, if you've ever seen me at a live event, you've noticed, hey, if this guy isn't wrestling with his chiseled out of marble physique, the guy is dressed to the nines. He knows what he's doing. Color-coordinated. Up on all the fashion parts, this dude is like a walking magazine cover. And I know it's impressive. I know it's intimidating. But this is something that's endured since I was a child. I used to go to local garage sales and clear out all of the suits, all the three-piece suits they had available. Now, I'm not entirely sure if that's due to my short-term obsession with the Dick Tracy film starring Warren Beatty, or was it due to the style of suits you'd see in a show like Batman the Animated Series, a show I personally loved. I really enjoyed that sort of, that V, that tapered look they had to suits back in the 40s where even if you were a bank teller, you still kind of looked like a mobster. That was a pretty good time for men's fashion. And another embarrassingly entertaining story of mine from my youth, also involving a poor fashion choice, was my necktie sumo suit. And yes, you did hear that correctly. Now, this is a story that has grown in infamy throughout the years within my own family as my father, who was a bit of a, a, a hardline father, sort of an old school father. I love and respect the shit out of that man. But he was sort of set in certain ways. So when he was there talking to two of his friends and I emerged from the house wearing my custom made sumo suit, which was fashioned out of two or three, I think two because I was young at the time, Two neckties uh, to create my sumo suit. And I came out dressed in my little necktie thong. Needless to say, my father was none too impressed. And when he kind of went ballistic on me, he's like, what the F are you wearing? And of course, my just natural response was, I'm a sumo wrestler. Regardless of my desire to become a sumo champion, uh, my father immediately shooed me back into the house, told me to put on some fucking clothes. And uh, that was the end of that. Now, some of these stories involve my father because he was often the voice of reason to my stupid ideas I had as a kid. Another example was, uh, I don't know how old I was. Maybe I was eight years old, seven years old. My sister told me a story about uh, a way the natives or the Octoctons or the American I, like By the time I actually publish this episode, I'm sure the socially acceptable term will have changed by then. Let's just say the people who live up north that uh, we kind of treated like shit had this way of hearing for buffalo coming by putting their ear down to the ground and, and hearing and feeling the vibrations of, as such. So I tried to do the same thing to hear a car coming around the corner near my grandmother's house. And by doing so, I put my ear directly onto the road, uh, right on the yellow line of the road, 
And of course, oh, I, I heard a car coming from behind. And as I raised my head to see who it was, it was my father coming around the corner. And he went ballistic, asking me what kind of idiot puts their head on the road to hear if a car is coming. He's like, your eyes don't work? And I was like, well, they work fine. He's like, then why don't you look if a car is coming? He had every right in the world to be upset with me because that was by far one of the dumbest things I've done as a child. Uh, probably the last story involving him for this episode was my touching of a car later and trying to determine if it was heated yet or not. And my father said, don't touch that, it's hot. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not red. He's like, it doesn't matter, it's hot, don't touch that. I look at him, I look at the lighter, I look at him, I look at the lighter, I put my stupid little index finger onto it and I burn a little coil shape onto the tip of my finger. And my father just looks at me like, what? Like, what the hell did I help give birth to? What the fuck is wrong with this kid? So now for the first time, as opposed to making a call to my special guest, I would like to welcome in studio my own mother to discuss a little bit about stupid young Wes. Mom, it is great to have you on the show. How are you doing? Ugh, shut up, Wes. Now, this isn't a puff piece, this isn't a thing to boost my ego, but I would like you to just maybe speak a little bit about uh, about me growing up, about my, my childhood, and, and maybe things you liked or disliked about it. Yes, you are by far the most disappointing of my four children. Wait, what, four children? Uh, anyway, moving on. And you're an outspoken supporter of this podcast, right? Yeah, sure what? All right, well, I love you very much, Mom. Yeah, you do. That was my mother, a living goddess, a, a true inspiration of a woman. Um, I don't know if there was an issue with the recording, but it, it didn't seem to be as loving as I had remembered when we recorded the interview. Now, as usual, we are running out of time in this week's episode, so we're going to go quick into good, bad. One good, free blood pressure machines in pharmacies. The bad. You put anything but an arm in there, and you're banned for life, and you have to get your meds under the 640 overpass and tear bun. Not pleasant. We have burned through the minutes of this episode much like my brain cells in college, so I'd like to hit some upcoming subjects for next week's episode. So if you think those stories were embarrassing, I am going to share some equally, if not more so, from events that happened in just the last year. Taxiderming your pets into lampshades. Psychotic or a touching and endearing tribute to a fallen friend. I share my recipe for homemade gluten. And then Kevin Bryan will be back on the show to share his secret, super delicious, and surprisingly nutritious vegan chili recipe. Spoiler alert, the secret ingredient is deceased and cooked animal muscular tissue. All that and more on next week's episode of Gabagool and 8. I'm Wes Dawson. Listen, like, subscribe, unsubscribe, and subscribe again. It helps boost my numbers. Thank you very much. Talk to you next week. <laughs>